encourage you with the word before I pray for you. You should expect the Lord to be here as He is in His power. And you should expect some more this morning, right now, and through the remainder of the service. Because these grounds and these pews and these altars and these facilities have been bathed with prayer and intercession all week long as we were able to do. You should expect the rain to fall that they sang about. You really should. We got it banked up in heaven. We're not drawing from a place we hadn't put it. You should expect the floodgates to open. I am. I am not here today just to make us look good or to feel good. I am expecting that God's honored every fasting, every prayer, every scripture, every intercession. This morning is, for lack of being a a better way to put it, just payday. That's what this is. And this is a healing service this morning. It's a healing service. That's what the Lord told me to do at the close of our fasting, to have a healing service. If we had two services, we were going to have a healing service. If we had one service, which we are, it's going to be a healing service. If there was ten of us or hundreds of us, we we're going to have a healing service. So for the next moments, after I read the scripture, I'm going to prepare you for the healing service. Okay? Uh, and it's not time to run and leave and think, oh God, they're going to get real weird here. No, you do that, you'll miss out on your blessing. God ordered your steps in the midst of bad weather because He has something with your name on it. But I'm going to share with you some words from the Bible because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I'm going to build your faith or increase your faith by the Word. God's going to do it. And then then I know you're standing, but here's what I I want you to know from the get-go. There are five things the Holy Spirit showed me in my prayer that we are going to anoint you this morning for and pray over you about. We're going to have a healing line this morning, and I'm going to lay hands on every one of you that want to be touched by God. By God. Here's what I'm praying for five things. I'm going to tell you what it is before I give you the other word. I'm going to pray for the healing of your body. That's number one. By that I mean for any kind of sickness, disease, condition, ailment, allergy, back condition, sickness that might be related to getting older. Hello? I'm including that number. Sickness that might have come through your family line, high blood pressure, heart disease, insomnia, many others. The healing of your body. That's number one. The second thing the Holy Spirit said for me to anoint you with oil and pray for you about is the healing of your mind. What do I mean by that? To overcome fear, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, memory loss, multiple personality disorders, Fear of the darkness, fear of the night, heal your mind. Number three, I am going to anoint you this morning in this healing line with the elders and pastors of this church and other pastors and pray for the deliverance from addictions, destructive habits, destructive lifestyles, abuse of any kind or the effects of abuse that you suffered in the past. I'm going to ask for deliverance from eating disorders, satanic oppression, alcoholism, and sexual impurity. That's number three. Number four, I'm going to ask you to come for prayer and anointing this morning if you need wisdom. Wisdom for decision making, for your job, for your career, for your college, for your business, 
for dating, for marriage, for family matters, for moving, for a church choice, for your present or future ministry. Wisdom. The fifth and the last thing the Spirit showed me to pray specifically about. There may be others, but this is what He showed me. The first was your body. The second was your mind. The third is your addiction, if there's any, or deliverance. The fourth is wisdom. And the final is a financial breakthrough. I mean by that to break the curse of poverty, to be obedient in your tithing and giving because that's where your blessings come if you're not already there, to be disciplined in your spending, to help you to pay off your debts, for God's direction to help you to be debt-free, for the proper use or the no use of credit cards, and financial freedom. I know you're standing, but I'll be standing longer than you, so tolerate me. We've got some prayer calls here that you can take to your sick and hurting loved ones before you leave. We're going to anoint them with oil, and you can take just one of these like this and put them on their body or take them nearby or put them in their car and they don't even know it's there. Yeah, there are places where you can be undercover Christians. Because the Bible said when they laid hands and anointed and prayed over handkerchiefs and aprons and they sent them out, the Lord touched them. So if you don't want none of this, when we close our eyes... You can obey the devil and leave, okay? I don't mean to be ugly. If you have to leave at any time, I understand work. But if you want some of this and you just say, God, I know you ordered my steps, not just for me but somebody else. Faith cometh by hearing and by believing. So we're going to believe. We're going to read the Scripture, and let's do so now. It says in Mark chapter 1, verse number 29. Now as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak, because they knew him. Maybe they'll shut up here because we know the Lord. Here's another one. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and he prayed. How many of you know we did that this week? Morning, noon, and night. Verse 36. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said, Everyone's looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. Because for this purpose I have come. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. If you want what he has for you today and you just be glad to get it, raise up your hands to him and say, God, I am ready. I am available. Go ahead. God, I want what only you can give me. Pray that way right now. I don't want it just for me alone, but for others in my life. God, I praise you right now. I don't want to be, Lord, in any way insensitive to the needs of the people, nor your direction. But I pray for boldness. Amen, church? I pray for a double portion of your blessing here today. God, you knew what the weather would be like. You know what this day holds. And you brought us here because you are God of every situation. Father, I pray you'd increase our faith. I pray that the lying, cheating, deceiving devil would have no place on these grounds or these premises. I pray that the angels of God would minister among us. Let angels walk on the, in the aisles and among the pews and sit among us. Let the Holy Ghost breathe on us. 
and let the river, the healing river of God flow in this place and all of us get in. Father, honor our faith. Father, increase our joy. I thank you that when we are gathered together in your name and we worship you, that heaven comes down with its miracles. So we are not going to leave like we came because you are going to change us from faith to faith and glory to glory. Thank you for loving us and for giving us more than we even deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you and you may be seated. Amen. Before I begin, let me encourage you, if you are contemplating church membership, that I'll be teaching a class this Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock in room A103 for those who would like to know more about church membership. We'll also resume our regular worship times on Wednesday evening. We'll not have our prayer time tomorrow night due to the holiday and such, but we will also resume on Wednesday. Why does God heal? It, It would look like we wouldn't have to ask that question Why does God heal or does God even heal anymore? But we need to address it because there are so many in the realm of Christianity and the church and the clergy who do not believe that God heals anymore, who think that healing went out with the days of the apostles and the establishment of the church in the New Testament, and then these are now no longer days of healing. And so we need to address this question because... uh, we have as many needs and more now than those in the New Testament days because there are more of us and because God never changes. Number one, God heals out of compassion and mercy. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, and you don't need to turn there, it'll be on the screen, it bears this point out about the compassion and mercy of God. It says, when Jesus heard it, He departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitude heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. My brothers and sisters, compassion motivated Jesus more than any other form of motivation to perform healings and the supernatural for hurting people. It was compassion that motivated Jesus to heal the lepers we read about in Mark chapter 1, verse 41. It was the compassion of God and Jesus who caused the demonized young man to be set free from his epileptic-like seizures that we read about in Mark chapter 9, verse 22. It was also the compassion of Jesus that healed the blind man that Matthew 20, 34 records. And then in Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 17, Jesus stops the funeral procession of a woman whose only child, her son, was dead. Her husband was already dead. This was her only child, her son. And he was now maybe 17 or 18 years old. He was the breadwinner of the family. He was the one that was the future heir of whatever was left. But he was dead. And the Bible said when Jesus saw this funeral procession, he was moved with compassion and mercy 
And he stopped the bearers of the coffin and he reached and touched the young man and immediately the man sat up and God, Jesus, healed him because of his compassion and his mercy. Now, I would say this to you, that Jesus has not changed in that kind of affection that he felt since 2,000 years ago. Jesus has not withdrawn his compassion from the church and the hurting world. And anybody that tells you that healing is not for today and God doesn't heal like He did in yesteryears does not understand the compassion and the mercy of our Lord. Somebody ought to say amen. If you're hurting, He's there. If you're wounded, He's there. I I want to tell you He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible says as we earthly parents like to bless our children, even though sometimes they don't deserve it, even sometimes Sometimes our earthly children deserve a rebuke or a reprimand, and we do it anyhow. But because we love them, we bless them. If we earthly parents like to give good gifts to our children, how much more does our heavenly Father like to open the windows of heaven and the floodgates and bless us? Put your hands together. Compassion and mercy is why He heals Number two, God heals to glorify Himself and His Son. This was one of the primary purposes in raising Lazarus from the dead. Jesus told the disciples in John 11 and 4, when news came to Him that one of His dear friends, Lazarus, was at the point of death, He said to the disciples, though He was some ways off from where Lazarus was. And though by the time he gets to Lazarus, he would have been buried four days. Jesus already knew that. (laughs) He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And and you know the detail of the story, and I, I won't try to spend a lot of time on it, He waits four days and comes and by this time Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, are glad to see him but they are in deep grief and they're mourning. And some of their friends and neighbors and associates realizing the major loss of their brother Lazarus are there to console them. Jesus comes and the suggestion is made that if you were here, he wouldn't have died. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, I feel a whoop glory coming on. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And you know what he did. You know that he approached the tomb where Lazarus' body had begun to decompose. He commanded them to roll the stone away. It was mentioned to him by now, his body has decomposed so until it's be a foul stink. Jesus said, just roll the stone away. And then he called him, Lazarus, come forth. And you know that Lazarus hopped out of there because he had mummified clothing in him, on him. And Jesus said, loose him. And let him go. 
I, I am saying to you that when Jesus heals today, it's not to build the ministry of a man. That's not why he heals. When Jesus heals today, it's not to build the ministry of a church or a local church or a denomination. A lot of people want the gift of healing so they can travel from here and there and yon and make a lot of money. And, and there's a lot of people under the guise of healing in America who, are, who are, are really not full of the Spirit of God, but they're looking to make some sort of income from it. The Bible tells us about those who even tried during the New Testament day. When Jesus heals somebody, if He does it at South Metro Ministries, it's not about Alan Matura or about you. Oh, we are part of it. It's about... He being glorified and exalted. The Bible says, if Jesus is lifted up, all men will be drawn to Him. My prayer this morning is when you come to be anointed and prayed for, prayed for, that you will understand that God deserves the glory. He deserves your worship and adoration. Matter of fact, before you get in the healing line, if you'll worship and praise Him in advance, you'll be healed before you are touched. Give Him a hand clap of praise. Number three, God heals in response to faith. Everybody say the word faith. Faith. We're told of a woman who had a hemorrhage, a bleeding for 12 years. We're told in Matthew chapter 9 verse 22 that the crowd was so large that was around Jesus that she couldn't get to Him readily. We're told that she spent a lot of money, all that she had on doctors, physicians, quacks, cures, uh, herbs and everything else. And you know, if people don't know what they're doing and they tell you to do stuff, even doctors, and I'm grateful for doctors because they're an immense help, but the doctors practice medicine. You ever been practiced on? You ever been one of those who didn't get it right the first time? And they're practicing, and I'm not saying that they don't do good with what they do, but they had practiced on her, and the Bible said she spent all that money, did all she could, and grew worse. But she heard about Jesus because God heals in response to faith. She heard about Jesus. The whole town heard about Jesus. And because so many other people had needs in their lives that only Jesus could resolve, they thronged around Him. They pressed around Him. Hundreds, perhaps, in the outskirts of the crowd. It it, it began to be a, a thousand or more. And she could not get to Him because of the crowd and because she had this uncontrollable internal bleeding that would often make her weak. But the Bible says because of her perseverance, she had heard, that this man had healed blinded eyes. Faith. She heard about him. She had heard that this man had raised the dead and he had come to her town. Somebody say praise the Lord. She had heard that this man had taken five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children, and collected 12 baskets left over. She had heard that this same man on another occasion took took, took loaves and fishes and fed 4,000 and had seven baskets left over. She had heard about Jesus And she thought, I don't know how I am going to get to him. I don't have to shake his hand. He don't have to anoint me on the head. I don't have to get his autograph. He doesn't even have to see my face. But if I could touch the hem of his garment, if I could touch his outer coat, I believe I'd be made well. God give us that kind of faith. And so the fact of the matter is she did just that. She did just that, and the Bible said when Jesus felt virtue go out of him. Because when you touch him, he is touched. When your faith is exercised, he knows it and he honors it. And he felt the power go out of him. And he said this, which seems so ludicrous to those around him, his his disciples. uh, Who touched me? Who touched me? 
and, and the disciples thinking in the natural, what, what, what have you been drinking? There are hundreds around you here. Many have touched you. No, 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 this is a different kind of, this is a faith touch. These folks didn't come to decorate a pew. These folks didn't come to do their social uh, uh, allegiance to me here today. These folks didn't come to see somebody else get blessed. Somebody touched me because I felt the power. And she came in humiliation, bowed down to him, expecting him to rebuke her. And he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that same hour. Somebody clap your hands and praise him. In a moment... In a moment, I'm going to lay my hands on you and pray for you, but it won't be my touch. I'm just a vehicle. But it'll be my faith with yours. And because I get to be your shepherd and because I spend a lot of time in prayer for you, I am going to exercise the authority and the covering God's given me over you and lay hands on you. But your healing's going to come not because of my touch. Your healing's going to come because you already believe that God can do the impossible in 2008. It was the faith of a Canaanite woman, a Canaanite non-Jewish woman that moved Jesus to heal her demon-possessed daughter. The Bible says in Matthew 15, 28, it won't be on the screen, but Jesus said to her because of her faith, He said, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And the Bible says her daughter was healed from that very hour. What motivated Jesus to heal others? The Bible says in Matthew 9 and 2, the Lord healed a paralytic who was lowered through the roof of a house. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, tomorrow's a holiday. You ain't got no church tonight. Just enjoy him, okay? Just get your cup and your barrel full. They couldn't get through the door because the crowd was so large. This man had, a, had four friends, and, and they each took an end of the cart, two in the front, two in the back. And they said, we love our friend. And there ain't no motorized wheelchairs. They ain't never heard of it. Uh, we, we don't have any other kinds of regular wheelchair. We don't have any kind of way to, to, to get this man to Jesus. But we believe if we could get our friend to Jesus, the rest will be all right. They, they get over to the house where Jesus is and the windows. People are so anxious and happy to see Jesus. They can't get through a window. The door, they can't get through the door. And the only thing they can do now is to take this cart and go upstairs. Because outside of those homes back then, as it is maybe now, there were stairs leading up to the roof of the house. Because on the roof of the house, flat roofs of the house, they would often dry their clothes or, or, or do their grain or other kinds of things up there. And so can you imagine how difficult it would be now to take a man in a cart up some stairs? Are you with me here? And, and they, they really had to have some faith. It was going to take an extra effort. They could have said, we can't get to the window. We better go home. We can't get to the front door. We better go home. And we know we can't take him off the roof on those stairs. We better go home. You know, it's kind of like today. It doesn't look like I'm going to get my regular parking there, so we better go home. Oh, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed why they go home. Uh, it doesn't look like I'm going to get my pew. So we better go home. Doesn't look like the pastor 
is here today. Uh, I, I, I thought I dropped that in too. So that must not be an anointing. So we better go home. I feel it. I feel it. I'm just going to say it, you know. Well, if Benny Hinn don't touch me, I guess I'll just keep my cancer. Go ahead if you will. If John Hay, you don't come through town, I respect these people and thank God for them. If we can't get to the prayer tower at Rod Parsley's place, I just guess we'll hang up. Well, you do what you want to. The same God who helps Benny Hinn and John Hagee and Rod Parsley is the same God who is everywhere all the time if you be available in faith. Oh, they, they, you know, sometimes, that's why we don't get healed sometimes. We just want this microwave kind of blessing. Right now, sometimes you got to press in. Faith says, I'm pressing in. Faith says, if I prayed one time and it didn't happen, I'm praying another time. Faith says Naaman had to be dipped in the water not just one time, but seven times. Pastor Jeff told us on, in prayer on Thursday night that Elisha prayed for rain not just one time, but seven times. And the seventh time, he saw the cloud the size of a man's hand, and he told Ahab, you better get your horse and your chariot and start riding because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. If you'll just quit saying, oh God, I guess you don't love me. I prayed once. If you'll pray and pray again. If you'll fast and fast again. If you'll quote the scriptures and quote them again. If you'll be determined to touch God, He'll be determined to show up. What's going on in the lives in the church? Two billion people. <laughs> Have some fun with this with some of my friends. Please don't be offended. Say. <laughs> Born in the U.S. A heritage. Don't need it. Well, about you. If you have faith and persist. Come on, praise Him. Praise Him. Yeah. So every once in a while, you may have to climb some stairs. Climb. Every once in a while, you may have to remove the tiles of the roof. Oh, can you imagine Jesus? Can you just imagine with me now? Can you imagine dust trying to fly, start flying over his head? Uh, part of the roof starts falling. Tiles start falling. Does Jesus say, well, I guess we better quit? Jesus knows what's going on. He knows everything. He knows what's going on. He don't, he don't stop. He prays. He teaches. And directly like I'm preaching right here now, wouldn't it be something? Huh? A cart. With with rope on four corners. They got ropes. You with me? They tied one here. I like that! If I ask you to pray for me, I don't want you to just take me to the door. I want you to help me to get through the roof. Be careful who you ask to pray. They'll leave you on your cart at the door. Yeah. Be careful who you ask to pray. They'll take you as far as they go. Ask some creative people. I, whoo, do you feel what I feel? Yeah, you feel it, man. And by the way, I like you where you comb your hair. You're a sharp man. Huh? You know, we, we send out our prayers. We have this prayer chain on the Internet, and we send it out. And we're hoping when you see that, you'll pray over it. Don't ask us to put you on the prayer chain so you can pray for you to delete it, okay? After you pray, delete it. It's quiet in Radio Land, but I preached in Radio Land before. Huh? I want to be on that prayer chain. I want to be in that prayer group. Only if you're willing to pray. Be careful who you ask to pray, okay? Be careful. 
Be careful that you don't ask no cigarette sucking, beer guzzling, womanizing, gambling, call a Christian to pray. Uh, it ain't in my notes. That's when it gets better when I stay living like the devil on Saturday night, coming and saying, I got a word for God from you. No, no, you got a word from God for you. Get right. Yeah. Those who've been fasting and praying and reading the word and interceding and not cussing and swearing and lying and gambling and fornicating. Give me some folks who will tie some rope to the four corners of my cart when I can't pray like I want to. When I'm so troubled, I can't even take myself to, in the middle of the service. I can see Jesus giving the look like, I've been expecting you guys. You can mess up my service anytime. Faith. Come to the music. I'm getting ready to pray, Pastor. Zach. Raise up holy hands in this sanctuary. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Come on. Some of you worship Him in the Holy Ghost. We are a Pentecostal church, and we worship in the Holy Ghost. We worship in our prayer languages. God, I believe my cart's going to be lowered in the presence of Jesus right now. Come on. Come on, church. When we, oh, the atmosphere of healing is coming. Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. I want the elders of the church. I want the church staff. I want the ministers of the gospel who are here, ministers of the gospel, to come and stand before me and face me first. Then I'm going to give you some directions in a moment. I want the elders, some of the church staff, pastoral staff, and retired pastors, active pastors who are here, credential pastors who are here, to come and stand and face me, just like a single all the way across the front, gentlemen, and ladies who might be involved. Come in Jesus' name. Oh, I, I, I'm getting ready to, I'm going to anoint as many people as want to be anointed. I'm going to start right here and pass this bottle. Just take it on the tip of your finger and pass it to the next person. Gentlemen who are in the altar and ladies, take a tip of the oil. You might want to put some in the palm of your hand to have it for later and take some on your finger. And I want to have you help me in a moment. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Just pass it one to the other and then you can leave the bottle right here at the front. Now, remember I told you five things. You still with me? I told you we're gonna, you need to come in this line because if you need healing for your body, have faith. If you need healing for your mind, you don't need to have your sleep disturbed with nightmares from hell. You need to sleep like a child of God. Healing for your addictions or somebody in your family. Now, what, what it's going to mean is you're going to have to swallow your pride and quit thinking what somebody else thinks. If you are hungry and you are thirsty and you are like this woman who hemorrhaged for 12 years, you don't care what anybody thinks. If Jesus is in the house, you're coming. And then I told you wisdom. Wisdom and a financial breakthrough. So this ain't just about body. It's about everything. So, gentlemen, 
in a moment, here's what I want you to do. Those of you that are here and, and, and our sister. In a moment, and you brethren, as you look this way, I'm going to have you stand on either side of this middle aisle and, and all the way from the front to the back, okay? Because I'm going to have a line where people walk back by you and you touch them. At the front of this line, I'm going to be here. And I'm going to anoint every one of you to come through this line with oil. And then I'm going to ask you, after I've anointed you, to just take about 30 seconds or so in the altar and praise him for 30 seconds or a minute and then leave. And go back where you are in the pew. The choir's going to sing. And you pray. You worship. And keep praying and worshiping. Because it, it's not just about a touch alone. It's about faith and worshiping. Oh, I long for this. I, I, listen. So, so again, here, here it is. You don't have to all get up and come at one time. As you see the land progressing, you come on through. I won't have the opportunity or time, unless the Spirit leads me, for me to ask you why you've come and for you to give me the details because of the nature of our need to pray for everybody. But you come with it on your mind. Amen? You come. You just, you just believe that if you told him, he's the one. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Stand up, everybody. Brethren, you in the altar, raise up your hands to the Lord, brethren, and, and our sister. Church, reach your hands to these gentlemen. Choir, reach your hands this way. Brethren, right now, and our sister, ask the Lord to give you a double anointing to pray for the sick. Those of you here in the altar who are going to help me, Father, in Jesus' name, I have already called these people and told them this week that I wanted them to help me. And others who might be here who were not called, they already prayed up because they are your servants. Spirit of God, would you anoint every person here as a vessel, as a channel of your healing and deliverance power. Show these men and women how to pray for men and women today. God, send down your anointing in this holy place. God, I pray that, that you would give us discernment. And as we lay hands and pray for people and anoint them, I pray that they would feel the change know the change in Jesus name now brethren and our sister go down the aisle as far as down as you need to one beside each other on both sides would you do that on both sides just face each other down that middle aisle in the name of the Lord church here's what I want you to do I want you to start from the back the main entrance and then begin to come to that line okay so if you if you go wherever you're coming from if you go to the back Near the sound booth and projection booth, and let that be the start of this line. And as you come through, just keep walking. Keep walking. Here's my instruction. Don't stop because we'll just be delayed. But as you come through, brothers and sisters, you gentlemen and ladies who are helping us pray in the middle aisle, just keep moving them forward. Just keep moving them forward, okay? So Pastor JC and Brother Jerry, come on up a little here to the front and let the others move a little bit closer. Right there's good. Come on up a little bit. Okay? So those of you in the, in, the, in the aisles praying for these people, just keep gently touching them on the back or the forehead. And when you come through, you can either raise your hands, certainly keep your eyes open if you'd like, and walk through. Everybody okay? I don't care if you bring your Bible demonstrating your faith. It's going to be the touch of God. Start coming. Start singing choir. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. When you, when you come, I want you after you prayed for Him. Worship. Don't leave prematurely. Don't leave just because you've been prayed for. Get more. Keep coming. Holy Ghost. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Everybody else in the church, pray. Everybody else. 
sing. Everybody, I will reach you. Yes, yes, yes. I will reach you.